Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. We have ESPN's Bengals beat writer Ben Baby joining us. Ben, welcome in, sir. How are you? Hey, Joe. Well, how are y'all? Good. I appreciate you taking time and hanging out with us here this afternoon. So uh, let's hit the ground running as far as this is concerned. A lot of people, what, what goes in to getting rookie contracts done? I mean, you know how long you're going to have them. You know, I mean, well, what goes on behind the scenes that leads to them taking so long to get these deals done, especially for the Bengals who knew for going back even to, well into last year that they were going to take Joe Burrow if they were in this situation? Yeah, you know, it's, it's an interesting situation given the pandemic. What you want to do, um, you know, because of you would like to get all these things done early, but we, we knew for, for months now that this was going to take a while. You know, you heard what uh, Joe Burrow said, I guess, back in March, was that they were going to uh, take their time because teams were going to be a little hesitant to be uh, willing to part ways with cash, not knowing what the cash flow situation was going to look like. So, you know, this is, uh, you know, we expected this to happen, I think, uh, you know, eventually, I think now as training camp is starting to, to get closer and, and players are reporting, it now makes sense. The teams are now saying, okay, let's go ahead and get our big money deals done now that we know what exactly is going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Joe Burrow, uh, I mean, rookies have uh, been able to report to camp. He's at camp. What's the Joe Burrow situation like right now? Well, right now you've got to have everyone's got to test uh, three times before they can um, before they can go ahead and I guess report I guess that's then start the daily COVID testing if I'm not mistaken. So right now guys are just coming in, um, getting their tests done, and once you get uh, enough negative tests, then you proceed with the rest of the the training camp process. So right now the Bengals have six out of their seven draft picks uh, either under contract or agreed to terms. I think Joe is. Pending his physical, according to our uh, reporter Adam Schefter, um, the deal was pending his physical, which would be later on in the week once they get all these negative COVID tests. Now, with that, uh, you know, you look what's going on right now in Major League Baseball. Uh, it was a huge scare amongst Major League Baseball with the outbreak with the Marlins, and of course, everyone keeping an eye on the Phillies and some teams that were around the Marlins. Everyone keeping an eye on how that sport's going to continue on with uh, teams and players flying all over the country, playing one another, not in a bubble situation like the NBA, NFL in a similar spot as well. Um, how much of a scare did that put in the NFL world uh, with all the news with the Marlins yesterday? You know, it's, I think it's. I think everyone's just trying to figure out what this means moving forward, and, and how this is going to, you know, impact the NFL. Because, like you said, it's not in a bubble. Um, you know, and, and other teams right now have shown the ability to to maintain, you know, proper protocol and, and be healthy enough to compete. Um, so, you know, we'll see. If, you know, what kind of ripple effect this has. And I think right now that's the biggest thing is is okay. You have a team that ends up having these issues. Now, what goes? Uh, what, where do we go from here? Is this going to cause multiple teams to have similar uh, issues? As we're, we're starting to see, maybe some of that now with other teams also, um, you know, altering their plans uh, for for games and contests. So, you know, right now it, it's still I think the NFL is hopeful, but like everybody else, but it's still so early and we don't know what's going to happen on a day to day basis with this whole pandemic. You know, Ben, the way we look at the Bengals wide receivers from A.J. Green to Boyd to Auden Tate to John Ross, and they added Higgins in the draft, there's no shortage of weapons for young Joey B. to throw to. How are they going to get all these guys enough passes to keep them happy? 
you know, it's, uh, I think you're always trying to figure that out. Um, you know, when you've got enough, enough receivers, you know, how do you, how do you make sure that everyone's satisfied? And, you know, you really don't have a ton of ego guys um, on this roster. You know, the, the, the wide receivers, you know, I think they were pretty patient throughout the last season. Um, you know, now you're going to add D. Higgins in the mix, and you have, you know, really four wide receivers that could be incredibly viable between, you know, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, and I think Higgins can be a pretty productive player for them as well. So I, I think that, you know, that getting the ball around would be, won't be too much of an issue, especially when you look at how much 11 personnel the Bengals ran, which meant that three wide receivers were on the field. They led the league uh, last season in, in that formation use. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities for these wide receivers uh, to be productive, and the Bengals will need that because that unit, um, you know, suffered last year without Green and Ross to kind of open things up. Definitely, and it always comes back to that offensive line for the Bengals right now. Yeah, you know, it, you know, this year they're going to have their uh, 2019 first-round pick, Jonah Williams. He'll be available as their starting left tackle. Uh, you know, was penciled in at that spot last year before he, you know, needed a surgery that kept him out for all of the 2019 season. So, you know, I think that's going to really solidify things because, you know, they haven't really had that left tackle, um, you know, strength since Andrew Whitworth was there and he, they let him walk in free agency a few years ago. So I think that'll help, you know, solidify things there. I think the big question is going to be what does the right side of that line look like? You know, can Bobby Hart hold up for, uh, you know, another season? And, and, you know, what are they going to do at right guard? I think right guard's probably going to be one of the bigger battles on, um, on, the, uh, on the offensive side of the ball during preseason. So the offensive line is definitely going to be a massive question mark. And, you know, they're going to need to, you know, figure out what they have in that line because you want to protect your number one overall pick. It's a massive investment investment that could change the direction of the franchise. So the, the Bengals are going to make sure that he's well protected. ESPN's Ben Baby with us here on the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio. Ben covers the Cincinnati Bengals uh, for ESPN. He's good enough to hang out with us here this afternoon. And uh, one thing I'm sure you're focusing a lot on right now, as is a lot of Bengals fans are in concerns, it's not just the Joe Burrow problem. It's all quarterbacks with new teams, rookie quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks like Tom Brady's in a new situation. No preseason games. How much of a concern is that internally with the Bengals, and how much of an impact do you think that will have on the development of Joe Burrow? You know, I think it's going to definitely delay things a little bit. The, the Bengals tried their best to replicate everything during the preseason, you know, one day uh, or during OTAs and, and, and you know, the, all the offseason workouts by making sure that, you know, he was in Zoom and trying to replicate the huddles and, and get the snap counts and having him watch other, other quarterbacks around the league and how they went through their pre-snap cadence. Um, but there's only so much of that you can replicate. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is that you're having to adjust to the game speed. Uh, and the college level in the NFL is just so vastly different. And the, and the throwing windows that you have in the NFL are so much tighter. And you've got to be, you know, really precise with the ball. You've got to be accurate. And you've got to get the ball out on time. You know, and, and luckily for, for Burrow, those were two things that he did really well and enabled them to have a lot of success at LSU. But, you know, even, you know, as we've seen in recent years, rookie quarterbacks still have to have that adjustment period. And that's definitely going to get delayed, um, especially if they don't have any preseason games. So, I think that's going to be really interesting to watch is how this looks, you know, what this progression looks like for Burrow. But I think the good thing for him is I don't think there's any immediate pressure on him to come in and produce immediately. They know this is a long-term outlook uh, with Joe. And, and right now, you know, that window for to really be competitive in my eyes doesn't really start until you hit 2021. So if there's ever a year for growing pains, then, you know, this rookie year is perfect for that. And yeah, I think the Bengals are going to be, you know, willing to take whatever lumps come with having a rookie quarterback when you consider the upside that Burrow presents.
It's going to be interesting, uh, no preseason games. Obviously, preseason, just no preseason games. How are these teams, how are the Bengals going to simulate that that extra level of competitiveness so that it's not just four weeks, one month of just your everyday practice? I mean, are you familiar with what are they going to do to kind of maybe up the ante as far as the competitive looks that Joe Burrow is going to get and the first-team guys are going to get? Are you going to see a lot of first-team O versus first-team D? How is that going to work throughout these four weeks? You know, I, I think that's a good question that the coaches are still trying to figure out. The last I heard, you know, they were still trying to submit what the schedule was going to look like um, and, w- and what the, you know, actual plan was going to be because obviously, you know, your your training camp, you know, outlines going to look a lot different. And Zach Taylor just did it for the first time in 2019. So this is just his second year as a head coach and trying to figure all of this out. So, you know, I think they're going to have to figure out ways to kind of simulate that as best they can. And I think the competitiveness will definitely still be there. I mean, these are still guys – we're going to be fighting for for spots, and there's going to be a lot of a lot of new faces on this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, who want to prove, um, you know, that they're they're assets to this franchise moving forward. So I don't think you should be worried about competitiveness in practice. And you know, frankly, sometimes you'll get better better um, better reps in practice than you will in some of these preseason games. So you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, it, it may get a little monotonous at times as you lead up to week one, but. You know, right now, I think everybody's just trying to make do with what they have um, and just go from there. You know, the Bengals spent a lot of money in the offseason to shore up that defense from Trey Waynes to a former Buckeye and Vaughn Bell. What are their ex- expectations for the defense this year? You know, I think the defense has to be much improved. I mean, on, on, at every level. I mean, right when you look at why the Bengals were so bad last year, and you know, you have to point at the defense. And granted, they did get better towards the back half of the season, but. You know, I think they still need to put more pressure on the quarterback, still need to be able to uh, be better in the secondary. You know, just literally any aspect of, of the defense, you name it, they need to be better at. You know, I think the one thing is you're hopeful for are, are bounce-back seasons from Geno Atkins and William Jackson. Uh, Jackson only had one pass, uh, pass breakup last year. We looked at the numbers, and I believe he had 22 in the previous two seasons combined. So, you know, he's a guy that needs to be better. Uh, Geno had one of his lowest sack totals in recent years, and granted, they probably put him on the field a little more than they would have liked because of their injury situation at defensive tackle. But he's been their premier pass rusher, and, and they need him to get after the quarterback. And so, you know, I think there's still a lot of question marks that need to be solved or need to be answered on the defensive side of the ball. And that's one of the biggest things that we need to see in 2020 is are there enough pieces for this defense to build around? And if not, you need to address that immediately because you're the, the point you can't have this rebuild delayed much further. All right, ESPN's Ben Baby covers the Bengals uh, for ESPN. Good enough to join us here today on the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash. Ben, as we send you out, uh, we're talking about you know how different this preseason is going to look, not just for the players and the coaches, uh, but it's going to be different for media as well. How different is this preseason going to be for you in covering the Bengals? What limitations have they put on you and media as far as player access? Yeah, you know, we're not going to be going inside the locker room like we would normally. We're not going to be... Uh, talking to anybody in person, you know, the Bengals have opted not to not to make anybody available for in-person interviews, which we totally get. So um, it's going to be a lot like, you know, I used to cover college football uh, in the SEC, and it's going to be a lot like that where the access is going to be pretty limited and, you know, you're probably not going to have a wide selection of who you're going to be able to talk to. But I think, you know, as long as you can see practice um, and get a feel for what things are going to look like, I think, you know, we I think from a media standpoint, uh, we'll be okay. I know that, you know, I think a lot of us just want – this season to uh, to happen as safely as possible. I think we, I think it's okay to cheer for two things. You you can cheer for for a season, but you also want to make sure that you're doing it, 
appropriately and safely uh, during the pandemic and making sure that nobody's at risk. And so, you know, while this is going to be a little unique for a lot of us on the media side, I think uh, everyone is more than willing to do what they can to make sure that everything is conducted as safely as possible. So you're not one of those football media members that's, uh, that hates the sport, right? Everyone on, on, on social media just keeps blaming all sports media as hating their sport and wanting it to be canceled. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I, I, but, all right, Ben, thanks so much for your time. Much appreciated. Hey, thank you all.